So uh, without further ado, we shall move on to the Wedgication presentations. Now, as you know, or as regular watchers will know, uh, these are amazing. We love them. So they are three minutes of pure Wedgication, where each of these guys is going to share something very, very specific, but very, very poignant about their expertise with you. And you're going to leave here having seen something absolutely spectacular in a very, very short space of time. So we are very, very excited to share these with you today. And first up, I would actually like to invite uh, Chris to um, share her education with us. So Chris, I shall hand over to you and uh, you can take it away. Fabulous. So uh, as I alluded to when I showed you my beverage, I thought we were talking about cocktails, which sort of inspired what I'm talking to you about today. Um, so I've, I've lovingly called this on the lash. <laughs> um, now, lashes is something that I'm getting asked about a lot at the moment. So rewind sort of a year and a half, two years ago, it was all about brows. Lashes seem to be the hot topic with a lot of my brides at the moment. So I just wanted to go over different choices that brides have um, when it comes to lashes and what the benefits and downsides can be. So your first most obvious one is just your lashes. Um, now, this is my personal choice. <laughs> it doesn't have to be everybody's. Um, but that said, I've got very full lashes, so I don't necessarily need lots going on there. Um, but there are lots of tricks that um, we can employ just using mascara, using liner to make lash line look really full. Um, and all of those tricks can be done in a waterproof way, so you, you know when nothing's going to budge. Um, and for me, the part that I like the best about it is that I don't feel anything alien on my eyes during the day. Um, which goes right back to that feeling of yourself. If you're used to wearing lashes, go for it. Don't not wear them. Um, but I'm not particularly used to it. So for me, I don't tend to wear them. Um, but if you do wear them, you might like the strip lashes. And I did say I bring props. I brought them. So let's show you. That's, that one's quite a natural lash. But you can see the spine. So that's the bit that runs sort of half moon shaped. On that one is quite thick. So even though they're a natural lash, they'll feel quite heavy on the lid. These guys, the spine is almost invisible. So the lashes are longer, but they're farther apart and a little bit more fluttery. Um, and because the spine is so thin, you won't feel them as much. Um, and obviously glue is really important, but it shouldn't cost the earth. And your makeup artist really should be providing these for you. If you haven't had a discussion with your makeup artist before the big day, make sure you just clarify in case your bridesmaids or yourself are expecting to have them, um, but I always keep an arsenal in my kit. So that's those. Another choice that I get asked for a lot is the individual lash extensions. Um, not everybody um, offers this because it is an additional training and additional service, but they look amazing. Um, so this one, I would say in terms of your false lashes, looks the most natural and they last the longest. So with honeymoon in mind, this can be a really good option. So this is where um, a therapist like me would come in and we individually isolate your lashes. I would use my special tweezers. I told you I brought pops. Mm -hmm. Special tweezers. Can you see how big they are? The guys are kind of going, oh my God, do those go in your eyes? <laughs> it's awesome. So I isolate your lashes and then I insert a false lash um, with an adhesive that lasts about two weeks. So basically, as long as your lash growth lasts, that's how long the lash will last. So you should get two weeks out of them. Um, all that said, you need a patch test for those. Um, and with your strip lashes, if you don't normally wear them, I'd really suggest road testing them. So like when you book in for your makeup trial, if you want to try lashes, that's a perfect time. 
Um, and you can also save your lashes from that day as long as they're reusable and use them for the big day if you want to and save a bit of cost. Um, other than that, you can go for an LVL lift. So that is, um, again, it's an additional service that not everybody provides. Um, but it's a bit like a lash perm, like it used to be in the old days. We don't use perming solution anymore. We've, we've moved on in technology, thank goodness. Um, but it will just lift your natural lashes so you get more of a curl. So you get more impact with your natural lash, but you can still use mascara, which you can't do as much with your lash extensions. Um, so yeah, those are the basic choices. There are a few variations in there, but that's uh, that's your basic. Um, lots of choices for everybody and something that all your makeup artists should be really versed in. Fantastic, thank you very much. So guys, what questions do you think brides should be firing across to Chris um, before booking a makeup artist? Um, so well, weirdly, I, for some reason, I know about makeup. This is not from my own experience. Um, my girlfriend is like massively into it, and 24-7 she's on YouTube watching makeup tutorials about products and all kinds of things. The one thing that she tells me is that because of her skin, she can only have kind of certain brands of makeup and things like that. So for, for you, when you're doing somebody's makeup for their wedding, is it something that you would allow where you could use their makeup specifically in case they had worries about their skin or anything? Yeah, of course. Um, that's always an option that is available to my brides if they feel more comfortable using their own products. Um, I will absolutely do that for them. Um, what I would say is, um, it really does depend on your makeup artist, but I am massively passionate about skin, about skin health, um, and about getting makeup and skincare choices right for each of my clients, not just my brides. So I think this is something I just want to test you as well, because when she came to see me, we talked about skin a lot. <laughs> um, so if your makeup artist is really clued in to skin, particularly if they're a trained beauty therapist as well, and they've got a great understanding about skin and about ingredients and how everything works, works together, don't be afraid to let your makeup artist suggest things, try things, even if you communicate with your makeup artist ahead of time, so for me, I could even get samples provided before the trial so that my clients can try them, make sure there's no reaction. Um, and actually what that does is it increases your probability that your makeup will have the longevity that you want for the day. So like we were talking about, is all day makeup a myth? No, it's not, but we absolutely have to get the product choices and the application spot on if we're gonna make your makeup last all day. So I'm probably better than anybody else, but find a makeup artist. If you are, do you have a sensitive skin, find a makeup artist who knows everything about that. Brilliant. Okay. Any further thoughts, Steve? It's slightly different, my question. Uh, often, uh, a lot of weddings nowadays are themed, going back to the theme thing again, and I just wonder, um, two questions really, how many men ask for my makeup? Because you know, male makeup's a thing nowadays. Uh, and also, have you ever been asked to do a casualty style makeup session uh, during the uh, a wedding? You know, with, with all the injuries and the glass sticking out of the injury. The I love it. Going um, into <laughs> that's brilliant um i've not been asked for casualty i have been asked for um halloween or harry potter those kinds of i, I get a lot of those <laughs> um and they're always fun um but it's one of those that like 
trials and practice are absolutely essential because what one person's idea of Harry Potter or casualty or any of those things is, it's not necessarily your idea. Um, and it's one of those things, it's such a visual medium that you definitely need to just work out any kinks beforehand so that when you turn up on the day, it's perfect. Um, and in terms of men's makeup, yes, it gets asked a lot. Um, sometimes the practicalities of it are a little bit tricky though. And this is the same situation as when I get asked for two brides, which has been happening quite a lot recently as well. Um, and the practicalities are that they tend to be not getting ready in the same place. Um, so from that respect, the most important thing is that your makeup artist um, has a great network of other people that they can call on um, so that you can accommodate a bigger party or parties that aren't getting ready together. But yeah, no, the men's makeup is definitely a thing. And again, it ties in with the skincare because with men's makeup, some want the guy liner and that's fine, but some want it ever so subtle. So you can't tell there's anything going on. And from that perspective, it has to be about skin. You have to know um, what products are going to show up in person on photographs, what's going to give bounce back, what's going to give away the game. So, yeah. That ties actually very closely into um, what I was going to ask you, Chris. And um, I was going to say, you know, I, I, I can go back uh, maybe seven or eight years. It was the first time I saw the groom having makeup. Um, he had it before the bride. So he had like a 5.30 a.m. start before oh. the makeup artist. Off to do the bride. But for follically challenged people, that can be yes. like a godsend. Because if it's a hot day... And it's a bit yeah. warm and you're wearing a full suit and you get a little bit of shiny forehead going on. Like probably have yeah. a little bit going on now. Um, then it can be an issue, can't it? So, I mean, you know, is, I guess, is there a foundation for men? Is that, you know, is that a thing? Uh, again, it's down to how much do you want to show. Um, mm. For men, usually, I don't tend to use a foundation. Um, and this is the same for women who don't want um, a heavy look. Um I would say your skincare is essential. Your um, primer is non-negotiable. And that one for me is, uh, <laughs> I won't get started on my obsession with primer, but it's a hot button for me. So as long as your primer's good um, and a bit of concealer, and it has to be a really good non-oily um, concealer. So essentially an oil-free camouflage type concealer. So if you need any evening out of the skin tone, there's that. Um, and in terms of shiny forehead, this, that, and the other, leave it as long as you can. Be the last step in the whole situation if you can. Because um, obviously for me, I, I tend to plan my time so that the last step is the bride's lipstick. I want her dress on. I want buttons done. I want no more faffing. Lipstick is the last thing to go on, and then out you go. But if we're going to do both, do bride's lipstick, and then by all means, pop out, do men's <laughs> anything they need. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, leaving that to the last step is pretty important, I would have thought. Great. So, um, grooms, remember, it's 2018. It's okay. It's okay to have makeup. Seriously. And also, you know, you don't get shiny forehead on your photos, so it's a win-win for everybody. Well, thank you very much, Chris. That was awesome.